the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, fantasy world? Welcome back to another episode of the fantasy's finest podcast. You know what time it is. It's me, William Spencer, your host. Just me flying solo this episode. I want to give Jalen some time. We got some more episodes coming, and I got him preparing, so no need to drag him on without him being prepared because i want him at his best because we got to get ready for the season it is august draft season is upon us and it's just crazy on my end um as far as fantasy goes the leagues are starting to wake up the chats are starting to wake up my commissioner duties (laughs) i gotta catch up and get these leagues together that's what i've been doing in my spare time between managing all the social medias and stuff like that but commissioners we are not respected like we should. They give us, our league members give us crap every single step of the way. And to be fair, I do the same thing when I'm not the commissioner in certain leagues. <laughs> it's so it's only right. It's like a rite of passage every year. You got to get crap from your league mates. It's almost expected. You're like the Roger Goodell of your fantasy league. So, you know, you don't get no respect. You know, feeling like Rodney Dangerfield. I don't get no respect. No respect. But um, I just finished getting two of my league's draft lotteries done. They are set so that hopefully they'll be doing their mocks or whatever they need to do to get prepared. Um, I have two more to go for lottery uh, videos. Um, My kids are probably going to help me with those. And uh, I think that's it. And I got one, maybe one more, one or two more. So I have I'm a commissioner about maybe five or six leagues and um it's it's just a good time because now all the players are coming back. You know, all your your league members are waking up. You know, they're hitting me up. Hey, man, is the league still on? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then you got to go headhunt for a couple of people that are always aloof, muted, muted in the chats. Don't don't ever know what's going on until the last minute. And then they can't figure out their passwords. See, that's that's the responsibilities that the commissioners have to get together to get these noobs ready, despite the fact that they've been in the league for like five plus years, some of them five plus years, or have played fantasy football before. So it's like, yo, this is not new. This setup is not new. So it's just, it's, 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 it's unforgiving work. That's what it is. But in this episode, we got to talk about what's going on in training camp. The preseason has started. Have you watched the first week of preseason preseason games? Did you catch any of the games? I caught a few. We got to talk about the rookies. I, I have a couple of guys that I'm really watching. I'm hoping that, you know, they get an opportunity to get in early, right out the gate. But even if they don't, these guys are still, these are my personal picks. Because I can't talk about every single, I probably could. I'm not going to lie. Because I really like, rookies coming out of the draft that have opportunities to be a part of the offenses that they've been drafted in you know for fantasy managers i mean for fantasy yeah for fantasy managers because i'm a manager you know what i'm saying i like rookies because they hold an untapped potential because no one has seen what these guys can do as far as you know being in the nfl playing week one nobody knows so but we can always talk about and project 
what a rookie can do. So that's what we're going to get into. We're going to get into some of these training camp headlines. We're going to get into my, my rookie watch list for this uh, this episode. But make sure that you're following the podcast on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on TikTok now, and we got our YouTube channel up and running. We have over 100 subscribers. Shout out to the YouTube channel. Uh, it's actually fun getting stuff up there. I got to do some more content, but um, I'm definitely enjoying the boost the subscribers from over there that's that's really cool all the comments i've been getting to the comments man it's it's fun to see something that you are pouring work into flourishing for a bit tiktok we're over there too and make sure that you're following us on google and apple Podcasts, all those uh podcast channels uh spotify i uh tune in Uh, what else are we on on a bunch of stuff we need to get on odyssey that's the next step getting on odyssey i took i said that last season i kind of dropped the ball because I, w- I had to join up um the application to sign in for to be on odyssey and then like i kind of forgot about it <laughs> so you gotta get that going we gotta get on odyssey that's the next step because we got on um iheart radio we're on there too if you're using that so um just hit the subscribe button show us some love and leave us some ratings on our podcast on apple you know do that for us and you can follow me on twitter too at hype underscore finest and you can follow ace on twitter too at black underscore moscato because he keeps changing his name like he changes draws so he gonna get me for that (laughs) but let's get into the episode man we got some news to cover some updates on deshaun watson and Alvin Kamara, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So let's get into it. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, so you can follow this under in case you missed it. Now, Deshaun Watson was served a six-game suspension um, from the NFL. Uh, Sue Robinson, who was in charge of the a suspension committee. He got served with a six game suspension. The NFL, Roger Goodell, they weren't too cool with that. They wanted more games. So they appealed the suspension and are seeking 12 games or more on the uh, indefinite suspension side. That's the words that's been floating around for this particular uh, news thing. But Watson recently spoke to reporters and said that he'd be willing to take or maybe not Watson, but Watson's camp came out and said that he'd be willing to take an eight game suspension plus a five million dollar fine. The NFL probably wants to do a little bit more than that. And most recent reports is that they the Watson camp, they're seeking to get a settlement from the NFL for the suspension, because uh, according to reports, their fear is that. Uh, the NFL's designee or Roger Goodell's get designee, uh, Peter Harvey, may throw the book at Deshaun Watson. So they want to get out in front of this. They want to get a lower suspension than an indefinite one. So they're trying to get into a settlement agreement with the NFL for Deshaun Watson's suspension so they can move on away from this. Moving on, Alvin Kamara, he's facing his own suspension. Uh, if you follow us on TikTok, we actually did a video on that. Alvin Kamara has gotten his case postponed for 60 days. Um, Now it's set for September the 29th. His hearing is scheduled to take place after the start of the season. 
And because of that, it's seeming like it's more and more possible that Kamara doesn't face a suspension until the 2023 season. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, he reported that by the time the resolution for the Kamara case is done, the season will be well underway. So the more we head into the season with any without a resolution from Alvin Kamara um, in his uh, felony battery situation, he's likely going to be able to play. They could suspend him during the season. It's it's one of those things that is up in the air. So we'll have to see how the NFL handles that. But until there's a decision, they may not do anything to him. So Alvin Kamara may be a risky draft, um, you know, because his like I said, his situation is still up in the air. So we don't know what's going to happen until it happens. And you know how fickle the NFL is. Sometimes they'll do things. Sometimes they'll sag off. Oh, you know, we don't have a decision on on his legal case, so we can't do anything. So it's just they're they're very they're in, they're consistently inconsistent. That's the word. So uh, you may have to draft Alvin Kamara at your own risk. Lamar Jackson. This is a little bit older news, but he returned to training camp. He's seeking a new contract. Kyler Murray got paid already. He was one of the other dominoes that had to drop. And you would have thought that the Ravens would have given him a new contract, but they haven't yet. And he stated that he's going to wait until the beginning of the season to keep negotiations going. And then once the season starts, he's going to stop negotiations. I don't. I kind of understand where the Ravens are coming from, because you want to see Lamar Jackson be more consistent as a passer. And to his credit, I felt that he was making that turn last season before he got hurt. I think if he played the full season, his numbers would have been very good. Um, his his pass attempts were uh, career highs. His yardage would have been a career high. His touchdowns probably would have been around. I believe I did the numbers before and it came up to about uh, 26 touchdowns. I'll check the math on that. But on his pace, he was going to have you know, 26 touchdowns on the season. His rushing numbers went down because he was trying to pass the ball more. And I respect him for that because everybody knows that Lamar Jackson can run. You know, there's no doubts about that. He's one of the most electrifying quarterbacks when it comes to being mobile or being athletic. Um, he takes ankles on a daily basis during the season. So, you know, he can do that. But you want to see Lamar Jackson be more consistent as a passer. You want him to be able to throw the ball deep. You want him to be able to throw the ball all over the field. So that way you're more comfortable in paying him that big time money because he's definitely going to get that big time money. There's no way in the world that you can not pay Lamar Jackson at least something comparable to what Kyler Murray got. We can debate that because I think Kyler Murray hasn't done enough as uh, Lamar Jackson just overall. He might be a better passer, but overall, Lamar Jackson has certainly done enough to get that kind of money that Kyler Murray got. Moving on, if you've watched the preseason, you should already be up on this, but just in case you're not, I got you covered. The Jets' Zach Wilson and the Falcons' Drake London suffered knee injuries during the week one of preseason. Uh, Zach Wilson suffered a bone bruise against the Eagles and had to fly out Sunday to get operated on. He's expected to miss two to four weeks. And old man Joe Flacco is expected to stand in for him until Wilson is better. They're not going to rush Wilson back. They're going to take his they're going to take their time. Make sure he's 100 percent. 
and then the, you know they'll return the starting job to him. But old man Flacco is getting back out there. <laughs> I almost forgot that he was over there. <laughs> I really did. I thought Mike White was still there. He was going to take. He was going to get the backup job. But apparently Joe Flacco is still kicking in the NFL, and uh, he's going to be Zach Wilson standing. Drake London suffered a, his, his. It was weird because Drake London he caught a pass. He caught his first pass, 24-yarder, and then he got knocked out of bounds, and it didn't seem like he got hurt. But apparently, um, according to the Athletics' Josh Kendall, he got hurt on that play, and the Falcons decided to keep him out. So um, it, it just, I don't know what it, they haven't come out and said what exactly the issue is with the knee. They've just come out and said that it's not a long-term issue. This is per Arthur Smith. It's not a long-term issue for him. Um, they're just going to be cautious with him. And I, I've said this before on our uh, TikTok and YouTube, uh, the videos that we posted on TikTok and YouTube. We probably won't see Drake London the rest of the preseason just because they'll be cautious with him. And I, I get that. You got your first-round Rob receiver. You know what he can do. Um, as long as he's practicing in, in during training camp up until the start of the season, you kind of don't want to risk it with those guys. Because you know that they're going to be focal points during the season. So yeah, it's good that they get live action, you know, because it's preseason. But I wouldn't risk it. So I think the Falcons are smart on that one. But that'll do it for the news. Now let's get into some more of these training camp headlines. And I got to show you my rookies that I got my eye on. Look, you're going to check them out and let me know what you think. Let's get into it. for our feature presentation okay so let's start with a little bit of old and work our way up the cowboys lose james washington to a broken foot he's expected to miss the next six to ten weeks not good news uh that that kind of stung a little bit because i was expecting something from him i wanted to see what he could do in a role where he was going to get more a lot more work than he was going to see um with the steelers or that he has seen with the steelers Michael Gallup is reportedly in the fourth quarter of his rehab, but his week one status is still up in the air. Honestly, I think he's going to miss like the first three games. Like it just, it doesn't make sense to rush him back just yet. If anything, we may see Michael Gallup in October. But I mean, if we, if we keep it funky, he just had his ACL surgery in like what February or March, one of those two months. That's really soon to turn around and come back from ACL injury. But I will say some of the videos that they've put out from camp, he looks pretty good. He looks like he's not dealing with a, a, a torn ACL or recovering from a torn ACL. But, you know, I, I you want to be positive, but I don't see Michael Gallup starting, you know, in September. I think he'll be back in October. Um, the Broncos. Also lost Tim Patrick. He was carted off the field after twisting his knee. Come to find out he tore his ACL. He will be done for the year. The Rams, Van Jefferson, underwent knee surgery. Uh, he had a cleanup procedure done. He may miss week one per Sean McVay. Elijah Mitchell is currently dealing with a hamstring injury. He's expected to sit out the rest of preseason. Mitchell was working his way back from his knee surgery from after the season. The hamstring injury is new. And this could open up some work for Jeff uh, Wilson, uh, Terion. Uh, no, I'm about to butcher this boy name. Terion Davis Price and uh, Trey Sermon. 
Hey, hey, Trey Sermon's still around. Reports on him have been very positive. He's been uh looking pretty good in camp so far. Maybe he'll actually get out the doghouse and uh, do something this year. But that's up to Kyle Shanahan because you know how he get down. Um, Darren Waller dealing with a hamstring injury. He hasn't practiced much, but I believe a current report says that he has now he has just returned to practice. So that's good. Um, Zach Ertz dealing with a calf injury. He's been sidelined since August 4th uh, per coach uh, Cliff Kingsbury. He says that Ertz has been coming along in his recovery and he should be back soon. Green Bay Packers wide receiver Christian Watson and uh, tight end Robert Tunyon have just been pulled off the pup list. Uh, Watson was dealing with a knee issue uh, during the beginning of camp and Robert Tunyon was coming back from his own ACL injury. Um, both have been pulled off the pup list. Great news there. So, I, and Christian Watson is one of my guys. I get to talk to him about talk about him a little bit later. And here's some recent news: Miko Harmon went down during practice uh, Wednesday. Uh, according to the report, Miko Harmon suffered a groin injury during uh, the Chiefs' practice on Wednesday. He sought medical attention after coming up awkwardly and left practice on the cart. So that's not great news. Um, hopefully he is not as bad as it seems, but groin injuries are pretty tricky. And speaking of that, uh, Pete Carroll uh, made an announcement that Ken Walker is going to undergo a procedure for his injury. They thought it was going to be a groin or sports hernia, but it, it doesn't seem to be that. Um, but all Pete Carroll said was that he he was going to be. No, I'm sorry. The report says that um, all Carol would say is his typical vague ways. <laughs> Carol don't want to tell nobody nothing until the very last minute. So Walker is going to go undergo uh, some kind of procedure for a not a sports hernia or core muscle operation. So who knows what it is until we probably won't know until he comes out of surgery. But um, those are the latest news and headlines coming out of training camp. Um Per that last one, I think uh, Rashad Penny was also dealing with an injury. It's I don't know what it is about Seattle Seahawks running backs. They just can't stay healthy. And that's something that you got to consider when you're heading into your draft. Now, we all know how Rashad Penny finished the season last year. He was dynamite. He helped me win my leagues. So we know he can, we know he can ball. The question is, can he stay on the field? And... It's kind of shaky when you get to his name or in that area where his name is at. And it's like, should I pull the trigger or shouldn't I? So it's just something you got to consider when, I mean, injuries can happen at any time in fantasy. It's just something you got to roll with. You got to roll with those kind of punches. So it's just something to consider. Hopefully Miko Harmon, we talked about him a little bit too. Um, I don't know. I just, hopefully he's all right. But I don't, I don't feel like Miko Harmon is going to be, very impactful this season. They they signed Juju. He's looking good in training camp. You got Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's projected to be the Chiefs wide receiver, too. You got Sky Moore over there, who's looking very versatile. Um, I don't know where Miko Harbin fits into that kind of lineup. Could he be the, the, what, wide receiver four? You know, he's, to me, honestly, to me, when they made all of those moves, it made me feel like, yo, we like you, Miko Harmon, for what you do for us. 
you know, speaking as the Chiefs, but you're not that guy. You know, if you felt like Miko Hartman was going to be that guy, you wouldn't have went out and got three other wide receivers that potentially will be able to play ahead of him. You get you get what I'm saying? Like you can say all the the hype stuff you want about Miko Hartman, but your actions have shown that we don't <laughs> we don't we're not going to use you like that. So I'm just I'm just like I've seen people say, oh, Miko Hartman's going to be that guy. No, I don't know. Bump the brakes on that one. But let's get into these rookies, man. I got to talk about some of these rookies. Fantasy Rookie Watch. Um. So my list isn't long. I didn't want to make it, you know, extremely long. There are a lot of rookies that I like this year. Um, some that I wasn't on the bandwagon for coming out, but I've been paying attention to what's been going on in the offseason and they're making my list. And then others who I was just when you look at where they fell at in the draft, it's like, OK, these guys got a shot. So let me. Let me get into this. And then here's the the first one that I'm going to go over was not one that I was really crazy about coming out of the draft. And it wasn't because he wasn't talented. It was just, um, you know, they have their, they have a lot of wide receivers that are starting ahead of them. So it's like, OK, he's going to be the third guy. And in this kind of system, you kind of get a figure for how third wide receivers are used until they've proven themselves. And this this guy is George Pickens. Like I'm not going to beleaguer it anymore. It's George Pickens. He has, you know, revealed himself to me. This dude is nasty. If you watch the first preseason game, the Steelers versus the Seattle Seahawks, man, he he did enough to be like, hey yo. And my friends were telling me, um, who was it? My man Mike. My shout out to Mike Scott. He was like, because <laughs> I I. I had tweeted about Pickens, and I'm like, yo, this dude is legit. And he came up. He's like, hey, yo, don't don't start paying attention now. <laughs> but that's what you do when, when in fantasy. You can't keep your eyes closed to everybody. But Pickens is going to be, I think he's going to be a problem. Um, he's already being considered to be in the starting lineup um, for the Steelers. Um, he may even push other people out. Like, you had Deontay Johnson got paid. He's probably not going anywhere. Chase Claypool is being used in a slot per recent reports. Pickens is going to be on the outside. And Mitch Trubisky seems to like him. They, uh, I saw one report saying that Pick, uh, Trubisky was having a hard day uh, in his first couple passes. And then he targeted Pickens. And it was like golden after that. So he's going to be a problem. He caught a touchdown versus the Steelers. I mean, uh, excuse me, versus the Seattle in his first preseason game, it was kind of it was pretty too. Toe tap right at the end zone um, from Mason Rudolph. Then he bullied a, a cornerback <laughs> on a run play that was on the opposite side. Like the play wasn't coming to his side, and he just shoved the DB like it was nothing, like he was paper. I'm like yo, and then you have to see the catches that this kid is making in camp, and I know. People will be like, oh, well, don't get hype. It's just practice. It's just training camp. Yo, what do you what else do you have to go on for some of these guys? You have to look at what they're doing in camp because it could translate into 
live action once the season starts. So you can't just completely disregard training camp. Pickens is going to be nice. Um, I don't know where he's, his draft value is at right now, but I'm pretty sure he's not in the later rounds anymore because he's, he's garnering that much attention. He's getting that much attention. Um, and the way that the Steelers have, are talking about him, they, it's, it's like, um, what was it? I think it was uh, Mike Tomlin. They're used to it now. They're used to the things that they're seeing out of um, George Pickens in practice. So, like, when he did it, when he was making those moves um, during the preseason game, it was like, okay, well, you know, we're used to it. He did, he, we, we've seen what he's doing in camp. So, it's not anything It's not anything new. I'm sitting up here trying to look up his ADP on Fantasy Football Calculator. And he's at the 1305 right now. So you're still getting him pretty cheap. But I wouldn't be surprised if it creeps up closer to 10, closer to round 10. So if you're targeting George Pickens, I can't blame you. Mike, it's going to be a race. Photo finish. Because if I get him, I'm, I'm keeping him. <laughs> All right. Next guy, Tyler Algier. Running back for the Atlanta Falcons. People aren't talking about him enough. And to some degree, I kind of understand why. Cordell Patterson is there. Um, they have a couple other war- running backs that they've held over from last season. Uh, Old Allison is one. They signed Damian Williams uh, this during free agency. But let's be real. None of those guys have been good or good enough to start. Cordell Patterson, um, he did pretty good last year. Not going to cap. But he was more of a necessity last season. Mike Davis came in and he flopped. So they needed some kind of running game to get going for Atlanta. And Arthur Smith loves to run the ball. He does. You know, he, he comes from Tennessee. You know, they had Derrick Henry. That's all he did. You know, you have Marcus Mariota now. He's going to be the quarterback for the season. Um, Ritter did look nice. Desmond Ritter did look nice. I think he's still not finished yet, but he did enough to make you turn your head and be like, hey, if if Mariota is not looking good first couple weeks in, I might throw the rookie in there, and I can't blame him. So you you have a rookie quarterback, and a starting quarterback who hasn't really had a starting job the last two seasons. You're going to try and rely on running the ball. And I think that's where Tyler Algier comes in at because to me, he's the best running back on the roster. I know you're going to say, well, Cordell Patterson did pretty good last year. That's true. But like I said, it was out of necessity because they didn't have enough pieces after Mike Davis to get the running game going for Atlanta. And Cordell Patterson is 31 years old. So, wouldn't you apply that, oh, running backs fall off a cliff after a certain age? Well, isn't he beyond that? Just saying, I mean, we, we keeping it real, right? Old running backs don't do good. So Cordell Patterson, wouldn't he fall under that old running back? I mean, I know he's a hybrid. He's a wide receiver slash running back. But, I mean, I'm just trying to make sense of it all because people like to throw things around and apply it to one person as opposed to another. But even in his preseason game, Tyler Algier did pretty good. Three carries for 25 yards, averaged 8.3 yards per attempt. That's what you want. 
and he can catch out of the backfield. He's a dual threat, solid numbers in college, over a thousand yards the last two seasons in, in his at the college level. Um, he's going to get the job. I firmly believe that it's it's a matter of when, not if. But you're going to be able to get Tyler Algier on a cheap. So because a lot of people aren't talking about him, you have a couple of pop ups of him being a potential sleeper, which is cool. Um, but you're going to you're going to be able to get him later on in your draft. Um, and I'm looking up his uh, his ADP now. I should have had it down, but at, he's at the 10, 10, 11 spot. He's closer to the 11th round PPR formats. He's a I feel like he's a steal. Like he's going to be that running back. He's going to be that running back that you get off waivers. That is going to be one of those savior type running backs. Because he's going to once he gets a chance to prove himself, he's going to get all of the work. And then you're going to have guys like Damian Williams and Cordell Patterson come in and give him a breather, switch him out every now and then. But he can do everything that Cordell Patterson can do right now. You know, outside of running a crazy route to get open. I mean, but, you know, I don't see many running backs doing that anyway. But Tyler Algier is going to be that piece for the Atlanta Falcons that's going to get their run game going. It's just a matter of time until he gets that spot. If he doesn't win it in training camp as it is. So Tyler Algier is my second guy it's my second guy christian watson's my third rookie that i'm looking at now he hasn't been able to do much because he started training camp on the pup list um he was dealing with a knee issue that had uh, he had surgery on but he just came back off the pup list so best believe i'm looking at the priest the next preseason game to see what christian watson does i think he has the measurables he's 6'4 208 pounds legit speed runs a 436 in the combine they use a second round pick on him. So that means that they're going to try and get him out there much sooner. They've invested, you know, a high draft capital in him. So I want to see what Christian Watson can do, especially in this preseason. It's going to give us preseason gives you a window of what a player could could potentially be. That's the whole point of preseason It's not to look at the team as a whole. You're looking at individual players. So Christian Watson, I'm looking at you. Show me something, man, because I got you stashed on my bench in in my top tier league. So show me something. My next guy, Jalen Tolbert. Now, I'm not going to fraud. Not going to fraud. I was not high on Jalen Jalen Tolbert for fantasy. Reason why was because I didn't think that he was going to get the opportunity to do much, especially in the beginning of the season, because I thought that Michael Gallup was going to be able to push to play week one. We had James Washington, who was kind of going to be in the way. Those Washington and Tolbert were likely going to split work. Um, you're starting two wide receivers going to be C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup with James Washington and Tolbert mixed in. You know, then it was going to be an eventual position battle to see who would get the most snaps between Washington and Tolbert. And then you could proceed from the winner during the rest of the season. But now with Michael Gallup maybe missing the first couple of games of the season, and James Washington out for the next six to 10 weeks, it really opens up a path for Jalen Tolbert to do something 
with that extra with those extra targets because you have cd lamb he's going to see a buttload of work and then you have who else nobody exactly so jalen turbo jalen tolbert steps into a role where he's going to be the wide receiver too right out of the gate and they do like what he's been able to do in camp um the preseason game was kind of iffy because he, he didn't have great great quarterback play um behind Dak Prescott who didn't play during the first preseason game at all frankly you don't really need to see Dak Prescott I hope they don't put him out there we don't need another Tony Romo incident where he gets hurt in the middle of a game that doesn't mean anything so let's keep him out of there but Jalen Tolbert has a chance to really get on and I don't think a lot of people have been uh, you know what I won't say that for Jalen Tolbert people have been paying attention it's he's just not getting as much buzz as your Sky Moores, your George Pickens, you know, he's not being talked about as those guys. But in an offense where they pass the ball a ton, you would think that, you know, people would start leaning on Tolbert even after Michael Gallup comes back. Because once Gallup comes back, you 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 probably would slide Tolbert into the slot or you mix it up and make sure everybody can play those positions. But I still think Tol- Tolbert would be involved in the offense even after Michael Gallup comes back. And um, I don't know. I just, he's he's got one of those late round appeals that you can get him pretty cheap. What is it? ADPs or on football calculator, fantasy football calculators at the 1402. So you're getting him basically at the end of, end of the draft. But you're getting a guy who in South Alabama averaged 19.3 yards, per reception in 2019, 17 yards per reception in 2020, um, 18 yards per reception in 2021, six to eight touchdowns over the last three seasons. He can play big playability. You can use him in a red zone. And, you know, considering the lack of weapons at wide receiver and the fact that the front office is not going to bring anybody in from free agency, he's got a real shot. I just don't think a lot. He has, you know what it is? He's not being talked about in the major circles like your Matthew Berry's, your Michael Fabiano's, you know, those big time NFL fantasy shows. I haven't seen it. That's just me. If you've seen it, you let me know and point me in a direction where they're talking about Jalen Sober like that. But he's going to be a sneaky play or quieter play who has big play potential. You're going to be you're going to be looking for him off waivers over the first two weeks he's going to be one of those guys so watch out for him this next name should be no surprise damian pierce the running back for houston now i thought that marlon mack was going to have a chance to get this starting job but this kid he just looks too good to keep in the background the texans need a running back they have to help Davis Mills out and no shade on Marlon Mack. I do like Mack, but Pierce is just, he just looks, he just looks better. He looks like he could crack a big play in nothing and like it's nothing. I think that they have to consider starting Damian Pierce this season over Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. On the unofficial Texans uh, depth chart, they had Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead as the co-starters what is that i hate when they do that you're telling me 
that you can't make. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me that when you do stuff like that, you can't make a decision on who you should start based on what you're observing in practice. And if Damian Pierce is playing better than those other two guys, you have to start him. Don't get cute with it. Like you put that out there for what? (laughs) You just do that to piss people off. Damian Pierce looks legit and he's going at the end towards the end of the draft too. But I wouldn't be surprised if his numbers start going up too. He should be cracking. He should be in the, um, in you should be getting him before the 10th round. And I'm right. Cause I'm looking at his numbers. Now he's at the nine Oh eight in PPR formats on fantasy football calculator. The ninth round. Can you imagine getting a starting running back? A dual threat back at that in the ninth round. Yo, give me that value every day of the week. I want that. So Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead. Sorry, guys. Your days might be numbered. They might need to trade you. Rex Burkhead old is old anyway. So I want to see if if anything, I want to see Marlon Mack go to a team and be used. I don't know where. But I maybe send him to Philly because Miles Sanders is on his way out. That would be I mean, and that's just off the top. I can't think of any other teams where they need a running back. You know, right this season or they could just draft one next year. But I don't know. Philly comes to the mind because of Miles Sanders. He doesn't have another contract. They may not sign him this offseason. They may let him go. Because they can draft another running back. They got two first-round picks. I mean, if they wanted to use them on that, they could. So they got options. But if you need something for this season, um, I would. And Marlon Mack, maybe. Maybe. But, yeah. Those are my guys. Um, From the top, George Pickens, Tyler Algier, Christian Watson, Jalen Tolbert, Damian Pierce. And I have some honorable mentions. Isaiah Pachia. Um, This kid has come out of nowhere but i do believe he fits what am i'm chopping up his name andy reed wants to do clyde edwards and it pains me to say this because i was real hype on clyde edwards hilaire coming out of the draft but he can't stay healthy he's a little small and he he doesn't have the push to to get those hard yards in the red zone they want to back Who's bigger, who can pass protect, and who can catch out of the backfield. He's a similar size to Ronald Jones. And per recent reports, Ronald Jones wasn't even having a bad camp. It's just that Pachia is doing so well that he could push Ronald Jones out of that spot. And what I think the Chiefs want to do is they want to give whoever that is that that first two down roll, they want to give it to a bigger back. They could use Clyde Edwards Hilaire, maybe out of the slot, out of catching out of the backfield, third downs, those kind of plays where they can pass the ball. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the best uh, pass. Pro- mm, I'm stuttering over this one. Pass protection uh, running back that they have. But if Pachia can improve in that area, he could very well see three down rolls or split passing work with uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire and push Ronald Jones out. 
Ronald Jones could be on a roster bubble in a week or two if Pachia continues to improve. And he looked he looked solid. He didn't do much in that first preseason game, but per reports, it was enough for Andy Reid to be impressed at what he's been doing. And he's been solid in camp. And Pachia is he's dirt cheap right now. He's dirt cheap right now. You he's not even I don't even think that you he's listed on fantasy football calculators draft board. No. Like I've already been through if if he's not in the he's not in the 10th round, he's not there. I'm sorry. He he is listed. 1303. So he's higher than Brian Robinson, Zamir White, uh King and Drake. He's higher than those guys. 13th round. I, I yo I would take that shot because they haven't had a good running back. The Chiefs haven't had a good running back in God knows how long since since 2017 when uh, Kareem Hunt was there. They haven't had a solid running back back there that can get those hard yards. And now you're going to need a running back because you're you lost one of your most dynamic weapons at the wide receiver position when Tyreek Hill left. You still have Travis Kelsey. That's cool. But you still have you have. Wide receivers in new positions that need to prove that they can be a part of their offense to the opposing defense. Like we've seen what Juju can do with the Steelers, but it's going to look different when he's over there with Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball as opposed to an old, done Ben Ben Roethlisberger. So you're going to need to add more balance to your offense. And Andy Reid can do that when he chooses to run the ball. So... Isaiah Pachia, you Pacheco. Have I been saying Pachia this whole episode? (laughs) Oh, man. Pacheco. And I'm probably still saying his name wrong. Probably should have Googled it before I came on. But he's been turning heads in camp. So you might want to pay attention to him. 13th round ADP. Um, He's if he's not scooped off the waivers or you're not taking him late. Prepare to see his name later on in the season. The other guy I have in my honorable mention is Romeo Dobbs. Same kind of hype. Um, he's been excelling because he's talented and Christian Watson was on the pup list. So then he's not sharing the limelight. He even got accolades from Aaron Rodgers during camp. And that's not something that's easily done because Rodgers and rookie wide receivers don't mix. <laughs> he's just he's kind of a tool when it comes to talking about rookie wide receivers or he has been in the past, but Dobbs has been doing his thing in camp um, fourth round pick from the Packers in the 2022 draft. Um, he looks, he looks legit six to 200 plus pounds. Um, he cooked the San Francisco DB for a touchdown made it look easy. And when you have, when you're in a system where, Devontae Adams was the highly targeted wide receiver and those targets are there because I'm I'm not sold on Alan Lazard becoming the the new wide receiver one. I'm not buying it. He hasn't done much in his career so far. Two seasons ago before last year, he was hurt, he missed time. You know, he he did get he's he can be used in the red zone because he's a big body, but then you have Christian Watson. Who's there? I I don't trust Alan Lazard 
to be that guy the whole season. He might start off that way because Aaron Rodgers likes comfortability. He likes reliable reliability. He likes, you know, to throw to guys that he trusts. But if he can trust Dobbs and Watson early, I don't know, man. And they, they look like they're better built players. They look like they can be more dynamic players. I, Alan Lazard just doesn't, he doesn't wow me. And with the amount of work that's left over with Adams and MVS gone, you don't have to pigeonhole that work to just Alan Lazard. And I don't think that Rodgers would either. He just, he just doesn't sell it for me. So you have two younger guys who may be more dynamic than Alan Lazard is or has shown in the past. Wouldn't you rather take a chance on throwing those guys and making them a huge part of the Packers wide receiver core and change the narrative on yourself as Aaron Rodgers, who's using rookie wide receivers and turning them into gold? I, you know, it's subplots, but I'm just saying I I can't trust Alan Lazard. I don't, I don't trust Alan Lazard, but Romeo Dobbs. To get praise from Aaron Rodgers, who doesn't like rookie wide receivers, that's big. And the fact that he's playing big in training camp and in the preseason so far, I mean, it's just one game, but he looks good. And he's he's cheap, too. All of these guys are in the double digit rounds. So you have you have some options where you can throw some darts at some guys later on in the draft. And maybe you'll hit. Dobbs ADP is at the 13th, the middle of the 13th round, 1307. Why not take a chance? If you can't grab Christian Watson, take a chance on Romeo Dobbs. I mean, let's be real. Is Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb is not going to be out there like that. If these two wide receivers, one who's showing out in camp and the other who was heavily invested in by the Packers front office, those guys are going to see a lot of playing time. Randall Cobb is not going to be, he's going to be that trusted guy that, you know, Rodgers can come to in the event that somebody else goes down, but Cobb's body is done. He can't hold up to those rigors of the NFL life anymore. He ain't been the same since he left Dallas. <laughs> and that was after he had injury histories with the Packers and they let him go. So then it's, it's looking like a new, new young man movement over in green bay i'm trying to get a piece of that whether it's watson or dobbs so and then like i said everybody's adp is in the under the 10th round so you got options and this is just these are just the guys that i like you got your Jahan dotson's out there trailing burks he might be a little higher he might be a little more expensive but considering the system that he's in they moved aj brown he's going to be the he's going to be the wide receiver one let's not get crazy with Robert Woods. And I like Robert Woods, but he's not going to get, he not, Robert Woods is not going to be the guy. He shouldn't be the guy that you're targeting. Traylon Burks is. So we'll see how it shakes out, but those are my guys. These are the guys that I really like. So you're going to have to make a list of your own rookies that you're targeting in your drafts, you know, and make sure that you get, get like two or three of them, get two or three of them, stash them on your bench. If you got six or seven spots in your bench, two of them should have rookies on it. Because if one of those guys pop, you got a you got a legit starter. I, I would 
That's what I would do. But that's it for the show. We're going to wrap it up here. It's been a great show. I, you got to get the little jitters out. I couldn't take a shot before. <laughs> I couldn't take a shot before I started because I couldn't find my glass. I have a favorite uh, Cowboys glass. One of my friends hooked me up for, with for my anniversary. And it's probably in the sink somewhere. I probably didn't just didn't look for it. But I normally take my shot before I go, uh, start recording. So just to calm the nerves a little bit. But this is it. We're going to wrap up the episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and TikTok um, at Fantasy's Finest. Make sure you stop by the website. We got some more articles coming up. My guys are getting back to it. Uh, so more articles are coming up. And you can also check out my work. I do work on the fantasiesfinest.com because, you know, it is my site. But I also do contributing work for the ffleaguewinners.com. I'm sorry, just leaguewinners.com. And I do contributing work for the fantasydata.com. So you can check out my work over there as well. And uh, I actually got an article on Fantasy Football Calculator, too. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I did one for uh, Julio Jones after he got signed to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And ain't that crazy? Real quick. All their wide receivers are dealing with injuries right now. Soft tissue. Mike Evans, uh, he's injured. You know, soft tissue. He got to hand me. Uh, Chris Godwin is working his way back from ACL. And then Russell Gage went down last week. So now Julio Jones is the healthiest wide receiver they have. Julio? Julio might ball this year. He's going to get some of that Tom Brady magic, and he's going to be he, he's going to miraculously stay healthy this whole year. Watch, because <laughs> it's just going to be that crazy Tom Brady effect that he's just going to have. He's going to have those old, washed-up, quote-unquote, washed-up wide receivers, and then they're going to turn into something. But that's it for the show, man. I done talked enough. Let's close it down. You guys have a good day, night, whatever it is. By the time you listen to this, make sure you leave us those ratings on Apple Podcasts. Share the podcast with your friends and family. Talk about it. It's fantasy season. Share it. So share it with your friends too. That's it. I'm closing it down. Y'all take it easy. Peace. To the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.